You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, 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 deep voice, song, deep voice, song. very white. <clears throat> Sorry about my deep voice on you. Anyway, welcome to uh, Black Guy Therapy. Welcome back to Black Guy Therapy. Yep. For some, welcome to Black Guy Therapy for others, right? Yep. Um, we are a therapeutic podcast. We cannot say that enough. How are you today, Joe? Man, I'm actually pretty tired today. It's been a it's been a long one. I you know, I'm actually kind of tired today also. Yeah. But you know what? It's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know if if the body prepares itself if you if you're about to have a child or something like I've been waking up at the same time every day like 4:30 and then I'm wide awake. Wow. And I'm just like all right, I can't go back to sleep. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, but, but you know, it actually gives me time to read. So <laughs> that's a good time then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives me time to read. So it, it actually works out. So, but anyway, welcome back to Black Guy Therapy or welcome to Black Guy Therapy. This is a therapeutic podcast. We cannot say it enough. We are a podcast dedicated to black men. We are here um, for black men to vent, right? We are we are venting service essentially. We talk about issues that affect us as black men daily, yep. uh, or, or weekly, monthly, whatever. Um, and we we vent about them here. We, we talk about these things because these are things we probably wouldn't talk about with anybody else. Right. And this gives us an opportunity to just be ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Right. So if you're new to Black Guy Therapy, each week we discuss something uh, different that affects <clears throat> black men or black people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so without further ado, you got anything before we jump into whatever we talk about today? Yeah. So right before we get into the topic, man, I'm gonna tell you why it's been such a long week. So this, this weekend is our, our annual marriage retreat with Sam and Sam for, for new listeners is the business my wife and I have together it stands for save a marriage and man, the preparation, the process to get everything lined up to make sure uh, the facility is right, both the all the rooms at the resort and then also the, the conference facility <sighs> and all the content that you have to present is, on, is sharp, it's on point. Man, it is draining. So wh- where is this, this um, event? It is in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and I have no idea the name of the resort right now. That just lets you know where I'm at. Okay. How many people you got coming? We have, I think, 10, 10 or 12 couples coming this year. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. I mean, the first one, we had seven. Yeah. So you're, you're, there's a growth. There's positive growth. Right? And and on top of that, three couples that went last year can't make this year. Okay. So, so there you go. You winning. Yeah. You winning. That's, yeah. that's all right. That's <clears throat> That's black enterprise right there. And, and to to kind of give a little more perspective around it, the first year we ate all the costs, just because you know being new, we were we're not trying to capitalize on people. We were trying to help. Right. Uh, so this <clears throat> is the first year that we charged the registration fee. So now the business is profitable. There you go. So we're we're now making a legit profit, which is phenomenal. Um, and at the same time, we're helping people. So this is going to allow Christina to get out of her day job open up the preschool at home and then eventually we'll get to the point where she doesn't have to work at all. So it'll just be whatever she wants to do outside of the business. 
There you go. That's that's progress right yeah. there. I'm I'm trying to work towards that. I ain't, I ain't made it there yet though. We haven't either. <laughs> and, and ain't made it there yet. I'm I'm still working on a prototype for some stuff that yeah. I don't even know. I I know it's in my mind, yeah. and I know somebody else it's in their mind too. But mm-hmm. we're gonna figure it out, and, and maybe maybe we can be profitable. Uh, you will be. <laughs> you will be. Trust me. You will be. <clears throat> well, that's awesome. Um, save a marriage, uh, and this and 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 remind me. Obviously, for people who are listening. Um, save a marriage is what now? So it's a it's our own version of helping our community. So basically, we're aware of everything that's going on in the world, but we got tired of having the conversations at home and fussing and being frustrated and angry at the circumstance we find ourselves in as a culture. So we said, well, what can we do? My wife came up with Sam, and it's a three tiered approach to impacting the community. So you got the married couples. We're building that network. Now you have people you can lean on. We want to make sure we can keep these marriages together. You keep the marriages together. Those, those two have children. Those children get to see what a loving home looks like. And we normally imitate what we see from our parents. Right. I know I did. And <clears throat> right. It, it was not for the positive. So you normally imitate what you see. So you keep those families together and they got the support system they need. Now they're bringing children up. They get to see that also. As they get older, now you're able to put more of, all right, you need to focus on being the best version of yourself first before you worrying about who you're going to be with, be the best version of you. As you start to accomplish that, then you start to hold, hold a higher level uh, or a higher standard for who it is you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Right now, we're just kind of picking based off of silly stuff like the way they look, how much money they have, you know, right, that type of right, stuff. Right. So just kind of getting more into the, the quality of the character and the person that you're trying to be with forever as opposed to what they can do for you. Because you've already you're already doing for yourself, so it's a three tiered approach, and it's a it's that that circle that infinity, yeah, you know, it just kind of keeps feeding into itself. So that that was our way of kind of giving back to the community. Well, look at that. that that's all right. Yeah. Um, that's all right. We'll, we'll give you some applause for that right there. Thank that's, you, sir. Um, I hope that your retreat goes well. Thank you. Uh, I hope Thank that you. you're able to speak to the masses. I mean, even if it's, you know, 10, 12 couples, if you help one, you've done your job. And, and can I tell a story about that real quick? You sure one can. Of, one of the couples that came last year, it was so crazy because they were on the verge of leaving each other. And to the point where they said, all right, we're going to this. We already paid. So we going, but we'll just kind of do it like roommates. We just go and, you know, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. We won't even go to the sessions. We won't be a part of any of that. We'll just go and just... You go your way, I'll go my way. They are our our poster children for the business now because not only did they stay together, but they're at everything we do. They are one of our biggest advocate groups for the business because, and it wasn't like we we didn't offer them the secret sauce because we ain't got it. Right. But it was just what we were providing was an opportunity to connect with other people and realize you ain't the only one going through it, number one. And as crazy as your circumstance or their circumstance, somebody's is worse. So why did you get with this person in the first place? Is it worth salvaging? And if it is, then at that point, leaving isn't even an option anymore. It's more about, all right, now I just need to focus on being the best version of me. If I'm the best version of Joel, that also means best husband I can be for Christina. Right. That's where that stuff starts, man. It starts with you as an individual. And then everything else just is, 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 is impacted positively 
by that. That's legit. That's a legit statement. And and kudos to that to that group. Kudos to y'all first. Appreciate it. And 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 kudos to what you're doing to help that to to help, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously you got a poster, you have a success story. Mm-hmm. And one success story is all you need to, yeah. to get you right, right? Yeah. Um, is it now? I'm gonna ask: Is it, is this exclusively for people that that look like us, or is it initially what it look like? Initially, yes. But then what happened is we realized not not even that we realized, but we acknowledged this fact: divorce is not racist. No, it's not. So it is bigger than just people of color. But so the way I see it is this: if if I have children, my next door neighbor has children, I'm not gonna go to my next door neighbor's house and tell them how to raise their kids. Right. What I'm going to do is make sure that I'm raising my kids properly, build a relationship with my neighbor, hope that they see what we're doing. And like, you know what? I'm inspired by moved by the way they're doing this. Let's let's kind of change or or not even change, but let's alter slightly what it is we're doing, because what they're doing, it looks like it makes sense. Everybody seems to be in alignment with one another. So that's the way I feel about race, too, is I can't go and tell a white person how to be a white person. And that's right. disrespectful for me to think I can. What I can do is be the best human being I can be and hope that anybody of any culture sees what I'm doing and says, you know what? That's just a good human being. I kind of want to mirror that. Yeah. So, and what is a white person? really? You exactly. That, that, that's the, but that's a whole nother. Yes. It's a designation, <laughs> a, right. not a race. And that's a whole nother thing for another yeah. day. Yeah. Well, that's all right. That's legit. Um, you know. There we go. We room for everybody that's black, and we, and we are glad that you are doing that. See, it's gonna make. Now I'm gonna have to pick your brain one day, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something for for black out there to get out in the community. Yes, sir. In the community, you already know I'm with you, man. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we may do a, a fun run or something. I don't know. We'll yeah. we'll do something for for black men. Yes, it's needed. And and, and whoever mm-hmm. black men and whoever else want to come out and and support. Yes, absolutely. Um, but that's legit. So. Um, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get into the meat no, and man, potatoes? That, that, that was definitely the biggest thing. I'm, it, it's been a heck of a load this week. Uh, well, really the last two weeks, just preparing. Uh, and I, I take, I take what I do very serious. Anything that has my name on it, it means a lot to me. So that means I'm gonna put my foot into it as much as possible. So, um, I'm looking forward to it because I know it's going to be good just because we've prepared so well for it. So I know it's going to be good, but uh, just the preparation is it's quite fatiguing. Oh, I'm sure it is. And, I, you know, I've never had to, to do anything like that, but um, I could I can imagine the, yeah. the preparation that goes into that. So yeah. I, that's interesting. Yep. Other than that, nothing else, man. So I'm good. Now, let me ask. How about you? How are you? What's going on? How you feeling? How you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I am. Um, it is. It is another day in paradise. Whatever paradise is today, it's different every day. It is. I mean, and and you know, we talk about we talk about being happy. Um, you know, I heard I heard something today on the radio, and they're like, you know, you you should be grateful um, when you wake up because it, every day is like Christmas, right? It's a new day. And it's going to be a new package to unpack. Yes. Right. And I was like, man, I, I never thought about it like that. And I was like, oh, wow, that that's kind of legit. Like, yeah. This is every day is a new day and a, and, a, and a new package to unpack. Yeah. So um, the package I unpacked today was all right. 
So good. good. That that's a good thing. Yeah. So have you have you seen Forrest Gump? Yes. <clears throat> it's been a while, but I've seen it. The cheesy line that everybody quotes, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you get next. It is so true about yeah. life. You have no idea what tomorrow's what tomorrow's going to bring to you. So trying to prepare for tomorrow in a in a sense is kind of crazy. Yeah. Cuz you have no idea what it's going to look like. Yeah, but you know the difference between them chocolates, they also put a map of where where the chocolate is, what it's going to be and where it's at. They do that now. That, so That's interesting. You do know what what you're going to get a little bit. <laughs> so, or at least where it came from. Yeah. Anyway, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about um let, let's talk about what we're gonna talk about. You gonna lead us into that today? Yeah, I, I I guess I can. Um so I'm trying to think of the best way to not even the best way, but the goal so one of the difficult things about podcasting or doing a whole lot of talking is that you never want to get too far out ahead of yourself. Yeah. You kinda wanna set the stage, the foundation kind of build off of that but it's so hard when you talk about certain topics that are so just so vast yeah um we're, we're broad here yeah we are we are and and again therapeutic yep beneficial for my life hopefully yours and in the listeners as well um and as i'm thinking about it i just drew a complete blank what were we gonna talk about today because <laughs> i know i i mentioned it now I, I'm like, oh yes i remember i was like okay I'll go i'm ahead. with you all right so this is a this is a a scary topic, and we talked about this a couple episodes before. But some of the stuff we talk about is kind of scary. Yeah, this is this is gonna be one of those. This is gonna be one of those ones. I already, know. I already yeah. know. And and you said it, and I don't think you can say it any better. But sometimes the stuff we talk about can potentially divide families. Yep. Uh, and this may be one of those topics. So I want to go ahead and throw out this disclaimer before we get started. And I don't like throwing out disclaimers because it for me. It kind of takes away from the validity of what we're saying. I shouldn't have to validate and, and make somebody else feel better about what I say before I'm going to say it. But because I understand humanity, I'll go ahead and throw that out there. We're not trying to cause issues for anyone just to make you think. Yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about segregation. A lot of questions to ask about it. So I'll throw some out there and then we'll go ahead and just get this thing going. So first things first, segregation. Was it good for us? If you could go back to being segregated, would you? How did it come to be that segregation is something that we bought into? And to quote you, one of the things that you always quote is from our dear brother whose birthday is coming up on Monday, the fair Dr. King. Oh, no, no, I thought his birthday was today. What's today's date? I don't even know. Today is the 15th. I think he was born today, actually. We celebrate on Monday, but I think his actual birthday was today. Well. Let me, let's check the Googler. Yeah, go wanna, ahead to the Googler. I don't want to. And, and regard, whatever day it was, there was, there was value that King, some people don't like him, some people do. There's value that he brought to the world, regardless, whether you like him or not. He brought value. Yeah, that he's being, born on today, January 15th. That being said. Is it 15th? Yes, it is. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dr. King. Thank you for your, for your contributions. Yeah. Now, to quote you, who quotes him, I fear. That we've integrated our people into a burning house. There it is. 
yeah, I, and this is this is this is an interesting interesting topic to talk about. I mean, this is this is something that you you wouldn't talk about this over dinner with <laughs> with your family, right? Probably not. Um, because and 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 there's so many boxes to unpack here. Because mm-hmm. and and I don't even know where you would start. Um, I I guess you start. Let's start by before integration. Okay. Let's, let's start there. Okay. And and this is just me rambling off the top of my head. Yeah, let's go. So after slavery, mm-hmm. let, uh, let's say was that Reconstruction? Mm-hmm. The Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So in Reconstruction, we had a whole bunch of different things going on. We had black people in Congress. We had South Carolina had the most um, black folks in Congress ever, right? Um, these 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 black people are making laws. They're they're changing, they're they're systematically changing a way of life in the South for for the better. Yeah. Right. So one thing that 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 I learned when when I was and and I was watching something about Reconstruction, one thing I learned is that black people, brown skinned individuals, actually. Or, or at least in South Carolina, let me just, let me clarify, at least in South Carolina, they were like, look, we got to educate our people, mm-hmm. right? So they're like, we have to do this. We, wh- What do we need to do to educate our people? So they were like, well, why don't we do, why don't we sanction like state-run schools? So these, these group of black legislators in South Carolina helped start the first schools, the first public school, and I'm air quoting, nobody can see that, but the first public schools in the South, wow. right? Now, here's the thing. These schools were, um, I think they said black and white kids went to this school. Mm. But then there was like, well, yeah, we probably can't do that. So those black people were like, look, we don't care if if you, if you we're segregated or not. Like, as long as we get into education, it doesn't matter. Right. Right? Right. So I think you you take that and that's that so you have black kids in one group learning right mm-hmm. and now they're learning all these things that their people had taught them right now you also have these black people who because let's be real after af, after the war we had to go find we had to go get it out the mud essentially yes. what they say right yes. and we and we got it out the mud and we did our own thing mm-hmm. so it's like the dynamic now has changed where we used to get out the mud and we're like man we we, we were we were self-sufficient we very, didn't need anybody else very and and i mean we we bring up those places like tulsa oklahoma uh or black wall street which was in tulsa oklahoma mm-hmm. where black people are running their own yeah. cities their own towns they have their own police force they have their own everything right yes. white folks didn't like that yep. right yep. <laughs> so because because then it's the power the the, the power dynamic shift. shifts yep Absolutely. So, so I guess to say to to start there, when we start when we integrated, mm-hmm. the the shift happened again. Like again, the power shift happened. It's like okay, if we go to if if we're white, if we go to the white, we're right, right. If we go to the white, we're right. Yeah. So now you got these black kids fighting to go to these white schools because the just for access right because it's oh it's better that they're teaching them better they got the best books they got all the best whatever whatever you know and then you fast forward to now that that mindset is still 
is still here. It's like, it if is. it's white, it's right. Yep. And, you know, I hate to say it, even even here in, in Nash, the Nashville area, right? Like, there's people who live in Davidson County who won't let their kids go to a public school. Right. 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 Yep. There's people here in Davidson County that will move to the next county over because it's 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 primarily white, yeah. right? Let's let's just be real. It's primarily it white, mm-hmm. but um, oh, they have the best schools. That's education resources, right? They, now they do have more. They may they may have more resources. We're not we're not disputing yeah. that, right? <laughs> they definitely do. But does that mean the kids are smarter? No. Does that mean? I mean, essentially, their facilities may be a little better, but does that mean that they're that they're doing better than everybody else? No, right? Because I could go to school at at Joe School, Joe High School, which is ninety nine percent black, and still graduate and go to college, or I can go to the all white school down the street, graduate and still go to college, right? So it, it's just it's just weird. Like segregation, sh- sh- was it good for us? I don't know. Because like like Martin Luther King said, well, I, I feel like I've integrated my people into a burning house, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, should we should we do this? Yeah. Should we go back? And I feel like I'm just rambling, but, no, but still, you're maybe some powerful stuff though. Maybe maybe it's it's giving you something you can you can play off of. It, and and I'll say this because, like I said, what you're saying is powerful, man. Think about it this way: for me to be a husband, a father, a leader of a home. And to still send my daughter out into the into the wilderness, because that's really what it was at this point. When they're on their way to these integrated schools, this is the wilderness. You got oh, yeah. white folks on both sides of the road spitting, cursing, hitting them, pushing them, degrading them, all of this stuff. For me to be a father and push this on my kids, my question is, well, how did where did when did you get to this point where you thought that this was the best option for your child? And then I think about all the sacrifices that Dr. King made. And I'm like, I think a lot of people were so inspired by and so motivated by what he was doing that they thought this was the right thing to do. Right. And I'm going to answer the question a little bit differently from you. Is is segregation was it good for us? Yes. No. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no, because anytime you become a part of something, you really get to understand what it's about. Yep. I look at maybe I've been here since 2016 here in Nashville, and I think maybe within like the first three to five years, they were talking about the Tea Party and how the Tea Party was basically wanting to have slavery removed from the history books because of the shame that it was bringing. The, the disgrace that it was bringing upon the country's founders and forefathers. Yeah. So when you think about that, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it makes me ask, why did nobody think on the other side that, wait a minute, y'all are talking crazy. This actually happened. So you want us to suppress the truth for what? So, so it makes them feel better. It, that's why. And that's why when I think about segregation, and I say, no, it was not good for us. That's a part of the reason why, because we integrated into school systems that were taught by the same people that didn't want us there in the first place. Right. We, I mean, and let's be real. We live with our, we live with our Hitler. Yes, we are. And we are the only group of people that lives with our Hitler. Yes. 
here or at least here in the states. Here in the states, right? We're the only for sure. I hit for sure, and and I really believe that Stockholm syndrome. Not only is it real, but we are the greatest manifestors. I don't think that's a word, but we as a culture are the greatest manifestors of Stockholm syndrome. We've gotten to the point where I see these black folks. I'm sorry, black is not a race. It's a designation. Yeah. Again, another topic, another day. But I see these people of color fighting about the Oscars yeah. and the Grammys and the Golden Globes. And I'm like, who cares? They don't want you. As a Lil Nas X came out with one of the biggest country hits in years, right? Yep. Had Billy Ray Cyrus on there. Do you know what? The CMAs and all these other, excuse me, all these other country country music festivals and uh, gatherings did. They left his name off of everything. They said Billy Ray Cyrus and his song. Mm. Mm. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's going on. So the question is, we're trying still to forcefully integrate ourselves into another culture that doesn't want us. And the whole time we're hoping for acceptance. Yeah. It's the way I see it. Yeah. And, and this is, this is a very difficult, th- this is difficult because I am one of those people who, and I, and, I, and and let me let me preface it by saying this. I have talked. I've, I've my barber is a, is an older gentleman. He is he was he's from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. He was the first black uh, kid to integrate his elementary school, mm. and I remember him telling me like how you know as a child he had um, uh, he it was an FBI agent who who went to school with him, mm. who even he, the, the agent even stayed at their at their home because they were getting racist, you know, everything get cross burned in their yard. They got, um, you know, throwing rocks, all type of stuff. Right. So you hear these stories. Now we had, we needed to integrate, right? We needed to do that because we, this is the United States, right? We're supposed to be a United people. So United. we we had to integrate. Yes. Right. Um, because if we if we didn't, we would it would be a bad situation. It's gonna it would, I mean, and it's still uh, us but it's, it always it almost seems like it's an us versus them now. Mm-hmm. But just think if we hadn't integrated, mm-hmm. it'd really be us versus them. Yeah. You know? So I mean, you 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 hear that, and you're like, "Yeah, we we needed to integrate." But then you see today's media, and you see what's happening to our children. Mm-hmm. You see what's happening to our people, and it's like, uh, maybe we need to go back to the to the old way, right? Yeah. Like, and and I th- and here's the thing: I think the integration actually crippled us. Yeah. And I and I'm a, and I know that sounds weird, but let me let me let me no. clear it up. It crippled us because think about what we were doing before integration. Yep. Preach. We, we were doing all type of things, right? We, we, we owned our own businesses. Preach. We, we did, we traded with our own people. We did business with our own people Yep. and we kept our own money. 
yes, in our own neighborhoods. Absolutely. And when we kept our money in our own neighborhoods, we were able to build. Mm-hmm. And when and you saw what we built. Yes. I mean, we, we, we've seen what we've built, but we've also seen what we built destroyed. Yes. Right. Now, think about that. There's some things you learn when when let's say, Joel, you you own a grocery store and I'm a I'm a. I'm a farmer. I bring my stuff straight to you. You buy it. You know, you make your money. I make my money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can barter and trade. And then we can sell our stuff to this group over here and make more money for our people. Yep. So now we become the the breadwinners, yes. essentially, right? Yes. Now, when we integrated, we lost that yeah. because it was that sense of the white man's ice is colder than mine. Mm-hmm. Right. So I need to buy his versus mm-hmm. buying my friend. Now, was that by design? I think so. Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly think so. Absolutely. Right? Well, well we, and, and you say this all the time too, but it, it's probably somewhat in our DNA because yep. when we talked, I, it may be episode or two ago now, but the book Barracoon, yep. one of the things that Cujo Lewis talked about and we talked about was when, when the, the how many people, went around and, and captured all the slaves they could to sell. They put this group in this cage, this group yep. in this cage, this because they did not want them to unite. Yep. You can't speak to each other. If you stay around each other long enough, you'll figure it out. Yep. We know that. So we just need to keep you apart long enough till that boat gets here. Once you get on that boat, you're no longer our problem. Yep. And I think that they understood that and they tried to use that. So now it's the same concept. If I can get you to speak a different language today in 2020, I control you. Yep. Because you're going to be so busy looking cross-eyed at him, you're never going to pay me any attention. So now I'm in here doing what I want to do, and I got these resources behind me, so now you're stuck. You're thinking, well, the only way I can get ahead is to do it his way, and I don't like him because this, and I'm, I'm looking him all up and down, but here's this fella right here. Well, let me respect him because he brings something to the table. So I'm with you. So I, let's think about this. And and I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're good. Go ahead. But think about this. So have you been Obviously, this is a year we have to do the census. Yeah. Have you been following the census stuff? So oddly enough, we had a conversation where we talked about this not too long ago. And you were asking, hey, well, are you going to fill out the census? Mm-hmm. And, and like, yeah, I'm feeling that when it comes. But I've been seeing so much more about the census over the last week. Matter of fact, over the last three, four days. And it's so weird because I feel like I didn't see anything about it until you mentioned it. Yep. So now it's like it's it keeps on slapping me in the face. So they want to know. So, you know, before it would be like what, it, you know, what's your nationality, American, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, and then they'd be like. What's your ethnicity, white, black, Hispanic, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But now it, they've even broken it out, right? So now it's like black or or you could say like I'm I'm American, but I'm Nigerian. Like my I'm Nigerian descendant or I'm Haitian descendant or I'm, you know, Puerto Rican descendant. Really? Right. Now think about that. You have just so... Think about how the census works. You fill out the census. It that helps the government know what you need in your area, right? Let you know, it lets them know how many people are in that area, so mm-hmm. that they know how to pro- appropriate funds. Mm-hmm. But now you've just broken it out into subcategories. Mm-hmm. Now, our our president right now is 
Some say he's div- divisive, right? So if you do this with the with the senses, you're you're divi- you're even dividing people even more, even more, right? What is he doing to people who? Or I'm sorry, he's not doing. What is his administration doing to people who aren't? Um, I guess legally supposed to be here. They deporting. They're getting deported, right? So so now so now when you fill out the census, you're like, oh shit. Well, I know that if I am of uh, Hispanic descent, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna put on Mexican because then I'm like, well shit, they they gonna come up in here and they and, coming. and get me. Yeah. So now ice, you're not you're not gonna fill out the census because right. you're like, I don't I don't want I don't trust the government. I don't mm-hmm. want them to come up in here because they are gonna come get me. So now you you not only they they've broken you down already without you even know. Yeah. Right. And now you've just crippled your neighborhood yeah. because if your neighborhood isn't counted. Then the government doesn't know how much money to give you, right? And then you got a neighborhood with a bunch of kids and your school is overcrowded mm-hmm. and you're yelling, hey, we need a new school. But the state's like, we ain't got no money to build you a new school. Yeah. Well, if you would have filled out the census, you'd have some damn money to build that new school. You wouldn't have no overcrowding. So is that not pigeonholing us even more? Absolutely. And, and Henry and I joked about it, but we talked about the Marvel, the universe and how they planned it out so far in advance one thing that cannot be denied is that i I want to be careful how i say this because i don't want people to take this the wrong way when the devil told adam and eve that they would not surely die if they ate the apple he knew what he was doing Mm -hmm. he knew exactly what he was doing and his plan was not for adam and eve it was for everybody to come after Right. Based on the history of the Bible, this this, this is where it's going. So when I think about something like what you're talking about right now. The census wasn't created so that they could necessarily help. It was created because they knew eventually it would get to the point. This is me. Conspiracy theory right here. Okay, it would get to the point where we are where we are today. I'm Hispanic. I am not going to say I'm Hispanic because I don't want anybody coming and knocking at my door. So now, even though I didn't intend to give your community any resources anyway, you've just made it easy. Yeah. Now, hey, now I'm really not giving you now nothing. I, I don't have to because nobody can hold me accountable because I didn't know. Yeah. We, we didn't know. How, how are we supposed to know there were this many people there? Nobody filled out the census there. How are we supposed to know? And everybody knows. We, well, I'm not going to say that. I firmly believe, Joel firmly believes that that's almost an impossibility. To not know. Because there's so many things that can happen where you can just get a general idea of how stuff is. But what I also know is the brilliance of of deceit, wicked behavior. It's intelligent enough to know that, hey, all I've got to do is make it so you don't want to connect to it. If you don't connect to it now, I can pretend like I don't know and nobody can say otherwise because nobody knows what's really in my mind or in my heart. That's right. all it is. Right. And it's it's a big game, man. It is. It literally is a big game. Yeah. Like yeah. and and oh my God. And and you're in you're in the, the group chat, the neighborhood chat where I'm telling everybody what the census people yep. look like and please fill out the census because yes. I understand what's at stake. You know? Yep. And and I think that's and and this is me speaking. This is this is Todd's opinion, right? Um, I think as a people, as as 
black as African Americans living in America, I don't think that we forward think enough. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and that too is by design. We ain't never had time to forward think because we were always you know having to watch our backs mm-hmm. and our fronts. Yes. Right. So um, it, I just I just think it it's upsetting that we don't have that that forward thing now don't get me wrong there are a lot of people who are very good forward thinkers in our yes. in our communities right yes. there are people who who see the plan and like we got to do it this way so in the future it's going to look like this mm-hmm. i mean you, you look at martin luther king malcolm x those type guys they 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 saw that yeah and i mean hell you even throw uh what's my man fred the, yeah fred, fred hampton's a big one mm-hmm. um and and he got killed for now. Sure now again, did. think about it. All these people who had these forward thinking dead, dead, right? And, Early, right? Yeah, and and not by their own hand, right? Yep. <laughs> so there's something to be said about about forward thinking, mm-hmm. and they don't want us to forward think. It's it's a luxury that has not been afforded to us. Yep. So you're absolutely right. I think that, I mean, let's be honest for a second. When I think about what moves the United States of America and by way of the United States, the majority of other countries that have access to seeing in getting some type of depiction of American culture. It's us. It's people of color. We move this country. Everything we do, we create all the new stuff, trends, habits, slang, vernacular, whatever it is, we create all of this and not only do we we not get the credit for it, but we we laugh and joke about cultural appropriation and, and things like that. Yep. The reality is, I mean, I hate to say this, but if we allow it to happen, then it's on us. It's on us. And and the bad part about that is all somebody has to do is flash us a little bit of money. Yep. Let us think that we're coming up over somebody else. And we talked about this. I saw so many people of color treating Hispanic folks like they were second class citizens because it was almost like we felt like we had gotten to this point where we could do that. And I'm like, you're an idiot. You have been used and tricked into thinking you're better than another human being. You're not. This isn't even of this isn't even of your DNA. This is not genetically who you are to think this way. Do you and and I've noticed Based on what you said, I've noticed older people, older black people who are, who think like that. Yes, sir. Like wholeheartedly. Yes. yes. It's like we have arrived. Mm-hmm. And those people are, you know, and those people could be any people other than us. Right. The worst thing that could have ever happened to us is that we get the acceptance, not even the acceptance, but we get the Bill Cosby treatment. As long as we play nice, we're put up on a pedestal. And we start feeling ourselves a little bit too much. Yeah. And we feel like we've we've arrived because we did something to get there. As opposed to we've arrived because somebody let us walk through the door, which is why I've stressed and I can't stress it enough. We need to rethink our our definition of success because it's always around stuff. How much do I have? How much can I show you I have? Yep. That's what it's all about. Success is no longer about I'm self-sustained. We're not rich, but we don't have to go and ask anybody for help. We don't go and have to ask anybody for assistance. We're good. Mm -hmm. Everybody's healthy. 
They got everything that they need to survive. And realistically, we're, we're actually thriving because we have an abundance. Yeah. And, and that's just not where we are mentally right now. No, we're definitely not there. Um, you know, I, and, and obviously we're talking about segregation. I mean, we, and I'm going to, I got to give kudos to Little Rock Nine, right? Yes. Because yes. they were the, they were literally the catalyst that, that, the, that the world saw, mm-hmm. right? The world saw how evil people were mm-hmm. in the South, in the United States, period, mm-hmm. just by integrating schools, right? So, you know, I have to give kudos, and I don't know if you've, I, if you've ever read um, the book, what's it called? Strength of a Warrior, War, Warrior something, Warrior. Ah, I can't think of it. Some with a warrior in it, um, but it's it's uh, written by Melba Patillo. She's one of the original um, Little Rock Nine. Okay, and she talked about literally like firsthand going how it how it worked, wow. what happened. Um, you know, all the emotions she felt, what, what, what she was going through, what she had to endure at the, at the school. Oh my God. Like it was, it was terrible. And you, they, they have it, they have the audio book. So it's, it's real easy to listen to in the car. And once you start listening to it, it's like, it's like listening to a movie. It it was, it was that intense for me. So, you know, I, I thank God for them. Um, and, and people like her who share that story, because now I have an understanding of what can happen mm-hmm. if, if we allow people to, to, to act like this. Now, yeah. back to our original, is segre- should we go back to segregation? Probably not at this point, right? Because it's, it's just a different time. Like mm-hmm. your kids are growing up with, with white kids in school. Well, all type of kids, because this yeah. area is very, very diverse, very diverse. Yeah. But I mean, our children now, this is how they're growing up. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's 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 people like us who are kind of right in, in the middle who still have the old we, we grew up with the older people. Yeah. Um and and we still know how to live in this world. Mm-hmm. We're we're kind of the, we're I, I say, the I, gap. right. I'll say we're the knot in the shoelace, yes. right? Yes. We're literally the knot in the shoelace. Yep. And all we gotta do, you know, as as we get older. We'll, we'll change that. We pull that one shoelace and boom, it, it, all that shit is gone again. So, and, and, and again, we're not going to forget it because if you, if you don't learn about your history, you, 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 you will repeat it. Agreed. Right? So, yeah, man, I, uh, it's so interesting. There's this guy, I cannot think of his name and I am so pissed. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how long we are in the show, if we're taking a break or not. Nah, man, we, we're past break time. Okay, we'll have it <laughs> So maybe another episode. But I was reading this guy. He was a, a movie director. He did like the movie 12 Monkeys and yeah. uh, a few more. He did some really good movies. He was the, the, the producer and director of those movies. And he said that he hated Black Panther because the message it was sending to black children. To be strong, be powerful, believe in yourself. That's the way I took it. But he said... To make it seem like it's this easy. Uh, okay. So I, I was like, I, I get what you're saying there. And he was saying, yeah, he was like, they all they did is went and got a couple of stylists and got some African garbs. And they, they most of these people probably never even been to Africa. So he was going really hard on it. And I was just like, I don't. 
racial anxiety. Yeah. I don't know what he's getting at. I don't want to be one of those folks that immediately jumps on the bandwagon and calls him a racist. Right. Same time. This guy white. Yeah. Okay. See, and and this is where I had a problem with that. This white folks don't understand. White folks have a connection to their history, yes. right? They can say, "Oh yes, my so and so is European, and my so and so they came from Spain, and they were this and that." Yeah. We don't have we don't have that luxury, right? Because let's be real, America, America, as my man Paul Mooney says, America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> America has. From the beginning has has set to divide us mm-hmm. right and they set to keep us in some type of matrix yeah. where we don't know what's really going on yes so black americans like black people born here we don't have a connection to our ancestors we don't have a connection to our people mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so for him to say that he's talking out of the the other side of his damn mouth and he shut the hell up because that movie gave us a connection to a land to, to a home that we never knew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that movie gave us a connection to a home that we never knew now. Mm -hmm. And, and I heard something today, um, uh, from uh, what's her name, Laurie Daniel Favor. She Mm -hmm. was talking about how there's a, there was a little kid that she was talking to and she, she called him African-American and he was like, I'm not African. Don't call me African. Right. Think about, think about that. This kid who is an, a descendant of an African, right? Yeah. You're, you are African-American. Don't call me African. I'm not African. Think about the negative connotation right there. Right. Yeah. But black Panther showed us what we could be, yeah. what we are mm-hmm. and what we have been s- since the beginning of time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. I have a problem with this white man telling me that I can't connect to a home that I didn't know. Right. Now, let's be real. There are a ton of black people. There are a ton of, ton of African-Americans in America who are not going to go to Africa, yes. realistically. Yes. But because, because we know that, we have to have representation that shows us what it looks like mm-hmm. and what our people look like so that we can go do our research on our own. Yes. That way we can connect to our people, know where we been and to know where we're gonna go and and you're man you're on to something here because anytime i've ever seen I, I remember from a child till now i can't think of a time when african culture was presented in this type of a positive light that's the biggest thing for me it's not necessarily about oh i feel like man i I'm from Wakanda, you know, and we do the stuff and we joke. But the reality is I've never seen African culture represented in this way. People don't even know what some parts of Africa look like. They think it's all wilderness and jungle and and just a bunch of savages. That is not what Africa is. But nobody knows that because this country does not show it. Right. Right. Well, we and we make fun of it. We make yes. fun of the culture. We make fun yes. of the people. Oh, you're you black, black. You black. Oh, you African booty scratch. You from mm-hmm. you African. We have all these these negative connotations, these negative names for our own people yep. that was implanted by our Hitler. Yes. Right. Yes. Which which sucks. Yeah. But that's that's the world we live in right now, or that's the United States that we live in right now. So so just a quick history lesson. Uh, 
I'm not trying to get in your lane here. No, because history I'm, I'm history, history is your buff, thing. <laughs> but, but I'm not a history buff. I mean, I, I I know just enough to be dangerous. I guess like I read a, a, a few books about it. Right. You know, I'm not gonna say I'm I'm the guy. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call you the guy for me. Okay. Um, yeah, between you and my mama, I think y'all got everything sewed up. Because <laughs> uh, she's huge on history. But there was something interesting that I read, talking about Mansa Musa, who was the richest person ever ever <laughs> now inflation changes things of course but yeah. during that time nobody even came close he took a voyage from Timbuktu and he touched so many different countries from Russia to to Spain to all, to all these do you know that through his journey one of the places that he potentially touched. And I think the only reason why it said potentially is because people don't want to acknowledge this was the United States. Could have happened. Mansa Musa was significantly before Columbus. So what does that mean? I, well, let's be real. There have been black people in this country Preach. since before this country was a country. Preach. We we we've known that. Yes. Um, we knew that through through well, I say I know that through history because I've I've learned about it, yeah. right? But we have been here. We've mm -hmm. been all over this place. Yes. Um, and I mean, even even if you go, because because when Columbus landed in, uh, not Columbus when Cristobal. Cristobal was his last name. His first name was Cristobal. He was an explorer. Anyway, Cristobal, the explorer. <laughs> um, Cologne, Cristobal Cologne, I think that's his name. When he landed in Haiti, the people that he, the 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 native people that he exterminated were people of my color. Mm -hmm. So there's no doubt about it that we've been on yes. this side of the planet. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's Cristobal Colon, but he exterminated a whole race of people or whole a whole group of people to colonize Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. Took 25 years to do. You know, it's also crazy, too. Another quick history lesson we talk about. Uh, now, and this is man, the Holocaust was an awful time. Anybody who tries to act like that wasn't something terrible that happened to people is a liar and a jerk. Mm -hmm. That's not the first Holocaust. No. If anybody in here has ever heard of King Leopold from Belgium and the three million Congolese people that he and his people murdered, that was the first Holocaust. But it's something strange when it pertains to people of color. Yep, I was just about to say that. I was like, well, those people, brown-skinned people. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, when it comes to us, people that have, share our melanin, you don't rate. You don't matter. Yep. You're not relevant. So when we think about how people were paid out, people have been paid reparations, and I never heard anybody asking certain questions like, well, what – how do you how do you justify giving it to this? And then, well, what if they weren't really from there? And what how do you know if they were really descendants? All these questions that come up. Something tells me, even though it took a while, that our Jewish counterparts 
conversation wasn't the same. Nah, it was like we're gonna get it to you. You give us some time. We're sorry it happened. We're trying to work this thing out. Exactly. We got to figure out where to get the money from, but we 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 got you. We'll take care of you. Isn't that crazy? No. I mean, it's not. <laughs> no. But and the reason I say it that way is because I think I don't I don't think we give enough credit. We we fuss about it and we talk about it, and not just you and I, but like people of color, we talk about the injustice. But when you really really think about it, like man, that's that's crazy. Like yeah. when we talked about the statistics and well, I can't remember the numbers now, so forgive me, but it was like five or six families own more land than all of black people combined. Yep. Like, am I surprised? No. It does it blow my mind. Yes. Yep. Because six families versus billions of people. Yes. That blows mm-hmm. my mind. Yeah. It, this is a this is a strange place we live in. <laughs> in that, so here's the other problem. When we talk about segregation and what it means, I'm conflicted on segregation. And I'm only conflicted because I understand that if if we decide to return to segregation, if we thrive, there's always the threat that somebody's going to be intimidated by the fact that we've been able to come straight out the mud. Yep. Our lives are in jeopardy. The other side of that is, yes, you're right. The luxuries that we are able to take advantage of from being in this country where somebody else is creating a service that makes it simple for us to live is not going to be there anymore. Yeah. So it's this double-edged sword for us. And I don't know if there's any other culture on the planet that faces that double-edged sword the same way that we do. I don't know. It may be. But, but aren't we already segregated? Oh, just, just think about... What's going Think about your daily life. Yes. Are we not already segregated? So I think it was you that talked about it. And I can't remember who you said, said it might've been Huey, Huey P that said, I can go through white folks can go through an entire day and never deal with a black person, but that's not the case for us. Yeah. We will most definitely have to, at some point come into contact, deal with, ask of something from somebody who does not look like us every day, every single day, every single day. Without failure. So, it, it, man, when you say it's such a weird time, it is because we are at this point where we're aware enough to understand that our children is different. Yep. And for their children, it's going to be even more different. And if they have children, it's going to be even more different. So we get it. Like I told, I said this on this, Joshua Levesque, Michael Disher, two of the two of my closest friends that I've ever had. Both are white. Now, I could name you five or six, seven, eight really, 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 really like brother black friends that I've had and still have to this day. But the fact is, my experience with white people has not been horrible through and through. Right. So it's like, but I understand what it Well, Yeah, Joshua, you didn't do it. Mike, you didn't do it. But I guarantee you there's somebody directly in your bloodline that would prefer me to not be here. Yep. So it's like, what do I do with that information? How do I continue to interact comfortably with other people knowing they don't even want my existence to be a thing? Yep. And it's, that's crazy. I mean, we talk about that. Um, and, and it's just funny. You say you go back to childhood and I just go back to mine and from elementary school to high school, I went to predominantly white schools. 
right? But it wasn't until, well, I, I say that I learned in middle school, you know, when the name calling and stuff like that, and then you know, going in high school, it, it, it was just it was just different. I just felt like an outcast because it wasn't a bunch of us, right? So you 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 talk about experiences like those experiences really do shape you. Yes. And they, they shape how you view other people who don't yep. look like you. Yep. Right. So for a long time, it was like, I hated myself. I was like, I want, I only wanted to associate with these people over here. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I was a black white supremacist. And then I had to relearn everything that I learned. I threw it out the window and I had to relearn. I had to reteach myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So was I segregated? Yes. I, I was segregated in my mind. And I had to unsegregate myself. I had to desegregate myself, right? And I think that there are a lot of um, African-Americans like that today in, in this world. A lot of them are older, mm-hmm. um, and they pass that on down to their kids. Yes. Um, yes. It sucks, but, I mean, that's that's what we live in because the, the, the media, advertising, all this stuff pushes that narrative on us, yeah. and we and we take it for face value, Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, But, I, look... And we only got three minutes left, so I'm gonna say like this is this is what I'm leaving folks with. Sit down and evaluate. Evaluate yourself. Yeah. Think about things that you've done, why you've done them, and then you may realize, like I did, damn, I'm a black white supremacist. Yeah. And then once you realize, once you come to that realization, you're gonna have to unlearn all that. Throw everything that you thought you knew out the window. Pick up a book. Pick up something, and unlearn that shit and learn something else. Yeah. Cause that's what that's what I had to do. So that's powerful. And and one of the things that I respect about you and anybody who's willing to do what you just did is there's a there's a level of honesty that you have to be okay with. And and this goes far beyond just race, class, oh, yeah. cult. If you can be honest about who you are, what you've done, and then why you've done it. You are going to win in life. Yeah. You're going time. to win because you're able to say, you know what? I was shady. I cheated this person to get where I wanted to be. And it was messed up, but I did it. Yep. That's the bad side. Or the good side is, you know what? I really believe in myself. I trust that it's going to work out for me without having to compromise my integrity there's always two sides to the coin. So that that's a part of what I want to say is my, my, my final thought. But the bigger piece to that is this. I don't care what race you are. I don't care if you're married or single. When you attempt to be the best version of yourself, it literally will manifest itself in every facet of your life. It has no choice. If you want to, and you're honest, you want to be better. You want to do better. Everything that you touch, we'll see it. I agree. So just work on being the best version of you. That's all I can ask you to do. Well, that was a, that was a 59 minutes, man. We, we was rolling today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you ain't got nothing else to say? No, nah, man. That's it. I love y'all. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say either, so... With that, we out. Peace.